You're listening to Courting in Color with your hosts, Shatrice and Louise. You look great. Right. (laughs) Hello and welcome back, Courting Cuties, to another episode of Courting in Color. I'm Shatrice. Hey y'all, I'm Luis with my co-host God as Chatrice looks like she's in heaven with these white walls behind her. Or I'm she's filming her like or she or you're filming your new like uh what's it called your new makeup video cuz you know they all have white walls now. Oh, do they? Okay. I'm giving you Cover Girl meets Angel meets podcasting. <laughs> Like, what have you been up to? You've clearly been getting sick. Like, what's going yes. on with you? Yeah, I don't know if my voice sounds different. Um, it actually sounds a Just lot a better today. Sniffly. A little sniffly. Sunday was bad. Like, Sunday, my ears were clogged. It's definitely a sinus infection, like, mm. where I, I touch my bridge of the, I touch, like, the bridge of my nose and, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, that space under your eye just was sinusy and squishy <laughs> and I was like oh we are not having this and so mm-hmm. Monday um, I was supposed to go into work and I didn't so I took a sick day before starting my vacation which I'm like I swear I didn't plan this <laughs> like I'm genuinely <laughs> sick <laughs> right like a chew for real um uh, and anyway I still have to go in for a couple hours tomorrow oh yeah because you went- go on vacay Thursday starting Thursday th- yeah Thursday so I'll be I'll be out of town so next time we record I'll have just come back from vacay but anyway so I had to sign the stuff and then I made a little doctor's appointment Monday and I will say this randomly I actually really love telehealth stuff because I already felt like oh, you did a only, virtual doctor yeah so never, my doctor okay. my doctor never doesn't do in person they don't do in person stuff anymore Ew? basically uh-huh I think unless yeah. in the most severity of issues but I think I'm sure they they have a barometer right but sure. for the most part if you're just general <laughs> sickness and for me I knew what I had and they're like you can just do a virtual consultation which I love because honestly one my doctor is 20 minutes away so it's already a little like I gotta drive yeah and then I always feel like they you literally get like five minutes with the doctor and then like five minutes with a PA or with the nurse right so I'm Mm -hmm. like this just helps like I'm okay paying a 10 you know I'm okay paying for like a 10 minute consultation and I really really like my doctor which is why I haven't switched to another office yeah Um, but yeah, she just gave me some antibiotics, which have been working really great. And then this morning, woke up feeling a lot better. So, but it's, I'm surprised it's, though that antibiotics would be the solution for a sinus infection. Like you don't have bacteria. Look, yeah. I'm trying to remember what the doctors told me in December. <laughs> no, I I'm volunteering I'm, myself for antibiotics <laughs> that I wasn't supposed oh, to be taking. <laughs> no, I'm I'm an antibiotics girl. I'm like, give me a shot Dang. of something. Oh, give bitch, me yes. whatever you need Absolutely. to. I don't know if penicillin will help, but just pick me up <laughs> if you need to. Well, and I think it's because I had a fever and I had a little bit of a cough. Oh, you had so a fever think, too? Mm, oh my goodness. Poor thing. So I'm like, so I'm like, oh when God. Because that cold, I was like, it's June. What you talking about? A cold? Summer cold, guess, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's, people it's, get that all year round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and a lot of people have been getting sick, right? Like, you know, a couple of my coworkers have been getting sick and I've just been like hearing people. One, people are traveling more, right? You're seeing people. Damn. I honestly, yeah. I figured I'd get sick from travel and I was like, well, I'll be fine because I'll wear a mask the whole time. But mm-hmm. clearly that was not it. So I'm going back to like wearing masks. So since we last recorded, obviously the house is not done because you know when will it ever be but they were starting drywall I think maybe about this time last week and when I tell you bitch the drywalling has 100% been the messiest dirty I was like it'll be some dust no shit just gloop and doop and just soup like just stuff is every like the floors look destroyed basically and I was like I'm glad obviously the professionals because they've always said like at the end we'll like buff your floors and stuff like that right so so they've known that this is gonna happen but I did not and I was like yikes and let me tell you something God just be working because first of all we once they when the drywallers were starting is when we were in Philly and I got back and I was like yikes 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 and I was like Tam I'm coming over I'm showering and then as luck would have it her and the entire family were going out of town the next day. She was like, you just want a house set? Like, just take us to the airport. I was like, bitch, yes. Oh, Let iconic. Me- right. So I literally have been at Tamara's house for like the past few days. Oh, I was work. so pissed that they had an early flight back. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, please Come stay home. if you need to. Right? I was like, y'all need to be on 
vacation living your best lives but she took all those kids and her husband and they were off to Florida I was like oh yeah so I had the um I was like well Tamara obviously y'all can't fit my Honda she's like yeah you'll have to drive like our big like soccer mom van <laughs> I was just happy to um get away from you know my four walls and I was like literally seriously like if you were down the street like this is the time this is the time that I would be taking people up on their offers of like hey you oh, want to yeah. stay like because it's just like ugh, a lot for me I'm like I can handle untidy but messy yeah just a so wait are you at Tamara's or no you're at your place right now no, I'm I'm back at home unfortunately I'm in my my humble abode so that's what I've been up to now question for you what has been one me moment that you've had since we last recorded? Yeah, I feel like I always say some variation of the same thing, <laughs> uh, which is always either like rest or giving grace to myself. I would say are the two umbrellas, but I think they're good yeah. lessons to learn yeah. in this uh, era of life. But be, I will say being sick always forces me to slow down. Like I can try to do a million things. I just, I don't have the energy. Like it, it just won't happen. And so I've been trying to, not put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, my one year anniversary of my food blog is coming up. And so I had all these ideas of all these things I want to do. And I have like one thing that I wanted to do in the works and I think it should work out. But I was like, oh, I got to give myself all this prep time. And I mean, you, you know, we're event planners by nature. And so, and we're perfectionists by nature and control freaks by nature. And so I'm like, yes. nothing's happening on my timeline. <laughs> oh my God. Like I'm so behind. I'm like all these things. Yes. And I'm like, well, like what, what I think we we're talking about this recently, but I'm like, nothing that I do is super time constrained. Like I'm not saving someone's life with like a major surgery. Like yes. things will you happen. You could be as they saving my heart with a major TikTok. Post. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you know, I know my fans, you know, yes. they they're out here, but um, yeah. So I've been trying to not feel like a lot of that pressure and that guilt of like, well, I had all these things I'm falling behind and really mm -hmm. just accepting that what's going to happen is what's going to happen and it'll be great. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, this isn't my full-time job and I can't treat it such. And I can only do with, I can only do as much with the time that I have. That's so many great points. Especially the last one. No, that's I like, was... that's a good card. I need to put that on a card somewhere. <laughs> what would be the occasion? I don't know. <laughs> Merch, merch. We always just say merch ideas. Merch, merch it's ideas. just merch. It's, it, it'll be one of those um, little house signs like live, laugh, love. <laughs> like, yes. Live, laugh, poop. <laughs> and well, yes, daily. Um, but no, I so on the TikToks this morning and I saw someone because I don't, I don't know what God has in store for me, but DC has just really been in my Ooh. spirit lately. What is your me moment for the week, Chatrice? So also per usual, I'm always inspired by Louise or have your words kind of floating in my head. And so since I was um, house sitting for Tamara and them, I was like, shit, I have been doing stuff for the past two weekends. Like I was like, I don't think mm -hmm. I really like I, t I was supposed to kind of be painting my shutters, but like that's going to be a whole time. But I was like initially when I looked at my calendar for June, I was like, I don't think I need to do too much on this particular weekend, right? And so I was like, fuck it. Yes, I have a to-do list, but I'm about to watch all these shows that I'm about to shout out for the culture. Love um, it. And it was a great time. But then I did kind of start to think about it on Sunday. I was like, you know what? Yes, yes, I did need that break. And I'm glad I gave it to myself. But there's shit that I do want to get accomplished. And I, it just doesn't make any sense or uh, yeah it just doesn't make any sense for me not to do it so I did go ahead and um apply for the Airbnb live everywhere oh, live anywhere program and like it was like a legitimate essay and I was like and whenever like I have to like you know rev myself up to actually like do something I'm like yeah. I always put it off a little bit but I was like and it's due I think tomorrow but I was like no like I have literally time right now I think I know like kind of the essence of what I want to say and let me just like do it say it they said 500 words mine was 605 I was like close enough overachiever like, I'm an overachiever so like you couldn't expect anything less but it was very cute and I I was like I this application I'm very proud of and I think they only picked 12 people right and they have 20 people for the semifinals or something like that I was like I think I could get in I was like there's not there's gonna be people uh, who like didn't take it seriously who are gonna be like I just you know I'm excited I want to live life which I said that, but just in way more words. 
Yes. Um, so yeah, cuties, oh. wish me luck. I bitch, I'm like, I'm glad I submitted it and I'll we'll hear back, I think in a couple weeks. So it's not gonna be a long waiting period. And I yeah. really hope I make it. I don't know how many people I'm up against though. So it'll, you know, if not, it's totally fine. But I was just like, But yeah. you did it. I mean, that's like an it. accomplishment in and of its own thing. And I think yes. what that does is it opens doors for other things. So exactly. Cause I'm every time I take the t- thank you. Cause every time I take the time to write any type of essay, any type of resume, whatever, bitch, you better believe that's saved. I was like, yes, Airbnb, tell me about future like uh, promotions yep. like this. Like I will keep the same script going because it is good and classic me. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but okay, let's mosey on over to shout out for the culture. So again, this is really just, it's all connected to me house sitting. <laughs> so as I just said, <laughs> thank I was you late. Tam for sponsoring thank- this week's episode. Yeah. Thanks, Tam. Um, I was over chilling at their place and I was like, ooh, let's see what premium channels they got. <laughs> so I basically stayed on HBO Max like all weekend. But I wanted to, so I kind of remember you had made a post about In the Heights. And oh, I yes, couldn't yes, remember yes. what the post was about because it was or you made a story. So I couldn't go back and like look at it. But I did watch it because I wanted to be a part of the conversation. And I figured that's the closest I'm going to get to watching Hamilton. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Let's, but let's Hamilton's on Disney Plus. Oh, damn. I didn't see. I didn't deviate from HBO. <laughs> there okay. was so much the, stuff I need to real, watch real, on real. HBO. Okay. Yes, yes. But and I really I can't really watch like a live theater. Not live. So okay. <laughs> there's, there's also that. But um, what so what were you seeing about In the Heights? So basically, the, <laughs> basically the whole discourse on In the Heights is, you know, it takes place in Washington Heights in, is it Brooklyn? Washington Heights, Brooklyn? Washington Somewhere Heights, in the New, New York, York City. City. Somewhere <laughs> yeah. in one of the boroughs. But basically yes. the main criticism of In the Heights is that there is not enough Afro-Latinx people in the Heights. So the world of In the Heights, the movie, does not reflect the, the real heights. world of where mm-hmm. in the heights, right? The the heights of the actual New York. And it's been a lot of conversations around it. I will say, I feel like, you know. Because Washington a, Heights is a real place. Yes, Washington Heights like is a, a real. Like a Latinx community. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's okay. very Latinx, Black Latinx primarily. Oh, really? Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would say in the Heights, the movie is much more lighter than the real Washington okay. Heights, which has been the biggest criticism. And honestly, the biggest discourse, I don't know if you've seen it, honestly happening within the Latinx community is around race. So like how really we just need to do away with like, Latinx and Latinidad because it doesn't I think people assume you're Dang, Latinx. we just got that okay yeah like people think you're Latinx and automatically you're a person of color and that's like not the case at all right because mm-hmm. there's white Latinx there's Afro Latinx there's um indigenous Latinx people and so it's this very interesting conversation and I think in the heights was like such the perfect vehicle to really mm-hmm. have that conversation around like and Lynn Manuel Miranda, as like a white Puerto Rican, right? Like has a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me not no, let me rephrase that. I think Lynn Manuel Miranda as like a white Puerto Rican is a very visible Latinx person yes. in the entertainment industry. And so what that means is everything is gonna like everything that he does is going to get looked at in a very critical lens. And I think right. rightfully so. Well, I definitely will say, because that main character says white as fuck. I was like, and you know, this is like, so white as fuck to me coming as a black person. Like if I just saw her, I wouldn't right. think Latinx anything. And not right. to say that obviously Latinx people look one kind of way, black folks don't look one kind of way, but like, she's very, you said we're not saying white passing anymore. You just let me know. What yeah, we we're definitely. Saying. I think we're definitely not saying white passing anymore. It's like no, it says here white, right? Oh, like, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and and okay, I would say that okay, that's a much gotcha. more prominent conversation. Okay. I will say, okay. I will say it's a much more prominent conversation that I'm seeing in the Latinx community. Is like we are not saying white passing anymore. We're not saying white. Like I think the it's such an interesting conversation colorism in the latinx community because it's not like a light skin dark skin conversation that happened like happens in the black community this is definitely yeah. much more like we use very um what's it called very fluffy words to still mean white um oh, yeah like white passing or you know anyway all these things yes well you know in this section of being here for the culture thank you louise for giving us a little culture 
a little culture lesson. Um, but yeah, so I watched In the Heights just to be, you know, <laughs> a part of this conversation. That was uh, my, you know, uh, socialite duties, really. But it, it wasn't bad. It was cute. And I recognized, obviously, some of the characters. And I, I do love when I see, like, um, a big multicultural cast, like of any, you know, ethnicity, yeah. like even like with crazy rich Asians, right? I was like, oh, like I recognize you from this. I recognize you from this, what have you. Um, but I, I do actually think that Lin Manuel Miranda, Lin, did I say that right? Yeah, Lin Manuel. Lin, Lin Eminem. Um, <laughs> I, I do think he does have some responsibility and it's, but it sucks. It's or maybe yeah. an obligation, but I'm like, when you become that POC, people expect so much from you. Like you're saying, right. we just want you to represent this over here. We want you to represent this over here and this type of Latinx person over here. And so like, it becomes a lot. And so I think creators and creatives have to decide what their lane is. And I mean, I guess that's what he's doing. It, you know, it was still a really great cast and stuff like that, but I do, I do, I go back and forth. I do think there is some responsibility for POC and uh, not even POC marginalized, disabled, like queer creators, like to to be mindful, I guess, of representation and what that looks like and what they're like kind of putting out there. But anyway, enough about that. So, well, actually, speaking of queer creatives, so I feel like I've heard Sam J before, um, like on interviews or maybe podcasts or something like that. Like her face was familiar to me okay but I've never and I think she was on SNL maybe for a bit but I haven't watched SNL in years um but bitch I I didn't know she had a, a show on HBO it's called pause with Sam J I do so not funny. know to, I do not know oh, how to describe that say- show it was I was crying like it was the gay I need to add this to my list I've ever watched it was so funny like it's tr- like truly so funny and like Cause I, I just, I was like, oh, I thought it was going to be like um, a Trevor Noah or what's those other guys who do like a little late night show, kind of newsy, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, maybe you'll interview people. No, this is like literally, I think y'all are at her crib with her girlfriend and she's, you know, from sketch comedy, I guess. So there's like a little bit of sketch comedy and some of those shits are so funny and they just have these, you know these conversations that we're having in the culture and things like that. So I highly recommend pause with Sam J. There's this scene that involves a lot of dildos, but it is Ugh. the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so thank you, Sam <laughs> I was like, huh, thought. I don't know Sam J. I, I will add this to my list. Really good show. And then black ladies got show there for another season. I won't go on about that. Um, but Robin Thede is just hilarious. And I was so glad to be able to watch basically the entire season <laughs> like this past weekend. But I'm glad you put this here because I do I have seen this. So I'll I'll pass it to you. Black TikTokers are on strike. Yeah. Um, and using Megan's thought shit as a way to showcase what we all know to be true. Let me not say mm-hmm. all what we uh, know consciously mm-hmm. and unconsciously. Uh, what black people know to be true is that black people are uh leading the culture are the culture have things appropriated and stolen from so it's so funny seeing these white tiktokers not know what to do with that shit (laughs) because they didn't have a dance and it was just so funny and even the non-dance quote-unquote dance that black tiktokers did create to thought shit which was just kind of like standing around and then throwing up a middle finger like it was interesting seeing these white kids do the exact they did that too they did that oh too. Gosh. And it's like, God, you can't even come up. And then they try to create some dances. And it just, it like, what did I tell you really? <laughs> like, and, and I will say this, POC in general have flavor. But I think when you watch really like black TikTokers and then white TikTokers, it's just, it's so different. <laughs> it's just, it, it just is very different in the energy and the way you just see it. And you can't even, one is just good. The other is just bad. It's like not even that they're, <laughs> not trying it's just it's just not there like what is it it's, it's like it's it doesn't give what versus it means. salt <laughs> like, yes it's all bay versus salt and so yeah. black tiktokers are on strike and i think that's fantastic and and then the last thing that i have for shout out for the culture is i don't know if i just happened to pay attention more this year because of little nas <laughs> x's performance at the bet awards recently he didn't bring the but- devil did he <laughs> 
Um, no, but he like okay. he spurred discussion again <laughs> because he kissed people. He kissed a, a man on TV, and oh. apparently, anyway, he's doing too much according to people. But I feel like I will say I the most common critique I've heard from queer black people from black mm-hmm. queer people the last couple of years has been like how there's no black queer representation in BET or you don't see shows like Pose <laughs> yes. winning. And so yeah. I don't know who changed it this year, but I saw Little Nas X. I saw MJ Rodriguez. Like I saw oh. queer black people prominent. Now I don't know what the awards look like. I, you know, I just, <laughs> right. did they win? I really, I really now for awards show all of them. I just only see the, the moments. Like I like the yeah. moments that I see on Twitter. If Little Nas X was trying to bring out the devil, on black ass BET, I was like, honey, you oh, know you, you got know. the wrong audience. You got the right, wrong right. audience. Like, we don't deal with Satan in that way. <laughs> like, we just don't. But, like, <laughs> kissing the guy. There. Right. Keep that up. Keep that mess over there. But kissing the guy, I'm like, child, it's 2021. Like, like, what are we doing? We got Billy Porter out here with all these fashions, like, being amazing. Right. Yes. <laughs> okay, so let's head on over to our main topic for today, um, which is inspired by sadly the recently canceled show on Hulu called Trill. Um, oh, and just I didn't realize it was canceled. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't even looking for that information, but it was like you know how Google's like this is the rest yeah. of your search, and it was like is Trill canceled? And I was like, surely it's not. It's only the third season. Nope, it's the last. This season is the last season, and I don't know if it's necessarily canceled as much as it's ending like I think it might actually be ending because it's based on a book by Lindy West which is called Shrill Notes from a Loud Woman and so I think I think they are hitting their like kind of Issa Rae ending point it's just like super super early um but anyway I thought we would talk about uh frame our conversation today about um or excuse me around the show Shrill specifically the current third season that we're on because I just watched it and I just had so I personally had mixed feelings and I feel like there were mixed feelings that were being given, received and everything. So I want us to talk about it, but just a little bit more about Shrill. So like I said, Shrill is an American comedy streaming TV series based on Lindy West's book, Shrill Notes from a Loud Woman, um, starring A.D. Bryant, who is also actually from SNL. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. So Shrill follows Annie, described as a fat young woman who wants to change her life, but not her body. Annie is trying to make it as a journalist while juggling bad boyfriends, sick parents, and a perfectionist boss, while the entire world around her deems her not good enough because of her weight. She starts to realize that she's good as she's as good as anyone else and acts on it. And that's that that really is the premise of like kind of how the show starts. Like she writes this article and she's like, Yes, bitch, I'm fat. Like, so what? Like, what are we mm. doing? And you probably saw. She had one article like that in the episodes that you saw, like about the doc. So the char- the main characters of Shrill are Annie Easton, who is uh, a- a- A.D. Bryant, who like, you know, helped develop the show. Fran, who's her roommate and best friend from college. M, who technically is a supporting character, but I put M up in the main character because I love M. M is yeah. Fran's partner. Um Gabe is Annie's boss. <laughs> Gabe is fucking ridiculous. Oh, especially iconic, in the first. Yeah. Okay, yes. Um, Amadi is um Annie's co-worker slash friend, but like he also kind of is becomes her boss or whatever. Like he gets a promotion. And then Ruthie is also added into the main characters list, which I wouldn't necessarily consider Ruthie, who's the receptionist <laughs> at the door, a main character, but she is an iconic character. <laughs> who's that. that actress is familiar. Where else have I seen her? So the I don't think you have. Ruthie. I don't think you have because I was looking today and they were like, Ruthie, um, who's played by Patty Harrison, is an American trans actor or actress who got her start on Shrill. <laughs> like, so, oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Like, I think this might have been her like coming out, breaking gotcha. out role. Maybe she reminds me of another actress. So I'm just curious on your overall thoughts of the show. I know it's hard kind of watching a show yeah. at a random spot, but what did you think <laughs> of the show, like, generally speaking? I thought it was really well written. I... Okay definitely am now in a spot where I tend to go to shows that are pretty quick right with episodes oh, like okay mm-hmm. unless I'm really unless I have such a high interest I'm like I can't watch hour-long shows anymore like Netflix <laughs> is really good for doing that and I'm like oh no I need just like short and quick and I think because it's just I'm a sitcom kid right like I grew up on this, sitcoms yes, and same. so absolutely absolutely so it's like I, I guess maybe soap operas were the the only thing that weren't sitcoms because it took like 10 years to get through like 
one sure. month of storyline. <laughs> by design. So, so I liked it. I don't think I would go back and watch the other seasons. Not okay. because I, I don't like, think it's okay. not because I don't think that like storytelling of like a fat person is not important, but mm-hmm. I'm always trying to decenter whiteness and everything that I do. And so I'm sure. like, uh, I don't just because there's one POC. Oh, there's multiple POC characters, but like, especially in this season, um, there was, you know, there was a cute little moment between, or sorry, three. Um, there was this cute little moment between um, Fran and her mom and like helping her make jollof rice. And I thought mm-hmm. that was really cute. But like, I don't remember. Was she screamed because she thought there was like a burglar? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> iconic, iconic. Um, I think, I don't know if I saw this as a tweet or in an article, but I, I'm very mindful now about representation in general, but like mm. representation in shows that are just overwhelmingly white, like just because you have one POC character that has a, this very one POC specific thing about mm. them. Like, it's amazing that Fran is Nigerian and like she brings that in, and but British, it's so, and, and British gay. and gay <laughs> and like, it's all these amazing things, but I, I just want to show Fran. Like I I'd rather watch a show of Fran Mm-hmm. of Annie um mm-hmm. so I I want to finish this season because I'm very curious to see where the season ends and like who sure. Annie gets to but also yeah. sorry this is me going on a tangent but also I don't know if I like Annie as a person she's a little bit Ooh. self-destructive which I haven't mm-hmm. looked at the questions you know true to my form I never look at the outline so I'll, I'll hold off in person I love it I'll hold off my thoughts on Annie but I don't know if I like her as a character well period okay. <sighs> So many thoughts. I think a lot of the internet, obviously POC folks, thought shared your exact thoughts probably after season one. And so I do think Fran had more, um, she had a bigger role in season two than she did in season one as like Amy's black friend, right? But I'll say my opinion of the show overall is, because I I, maybe more so now than as a teenager, as a kid or whatever, I do, I'm really trying to like lean into my identity as a fat woman, right? And so Mm -hmm. like I gush and just, I love seeing fat women in- Yes. And just represented in in general, but I specifically love it when the, their representation isn't about the plight of them being fat. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, I can just be fat and be living like I can just be fat and go grocery shopping. I can be fat right. and drive a car. Like I can be fat and fall in love. But like usually it's like, well, I'm fat and I'm sad. And literally, I, this reminds me of um, the show This Is Us with Chrissy, not Tegan, <laughs> but um, the white Chrissy, um, who is a visibly plus size actress. And the first scene in that whole series is her stepping on the scale. And I was like, ah, uh-huh. like what is bitch? Like what is this about to be? Blah blah blah. And so I just. Annie's character kind of has a little bit of a similar start, like ish. Like she basically just has no self-esteem and it's like really cringy to watch, but like she progresses. And so I, I do like it for that. Like the, the two main characters of the show are women who are both very visibly plus size and like not ashamed of it. And Fran is black, black, but like dark skin, like gay. Like, so I, I enjoy it really for that part of the representation. There were definitely moments that made me laugh, right? And I audibly like, oh, and I was like, oh, like I actually really like, I like when shows elicit that response. So I think it was good. I think it's actually really well written. What we're going to zoom in a little bit more on is the storyline, this four episode story arc between Annie and Nick. And so Annie meets Nick previously on season two at one of Gabe's like annual saloons that he has in his house and I think um Nick is also friends with like Amadi and he's like in the like publishing he's an mm-hmm. illustrator or something yeah so they they met pre- like at, just like at, at a party like at an event right and so they kind yeah. of like but she was still dating somebody else spoiler obviously she's single now she's not dating that person so they meet again boom that's kind of where this starts so they meet so in their first encounter <laughs> so I literally was like basically i've been transcribing these episodes and these little chunks but basically um their first encounter in season three annie is clearly and i said painfully like obviously into him very giddy whatever because he shows up at her office and is giving something to somebody else anyway so then um they like go out for coffee or whatever uh or take a walk in the park and then nick takes a dig at her ex um when nobody was talking about exes or dating like she was talking about something you know they were just kind of joking or whatever and he was like oh yeah like you have bad taste in boyfriends and I was like hmm interesting and so then you know she goes on to say she's single and then he asks that he's newly single after getting out of a six-year relationship um and so she's like you know are you dating whatever what's your situation and he was you know kind of 
around being around but kind of in the way that we all kind of do and he's like I'm kind of dating but I think I want to be single um and so she's like you know okay cool 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 so he has the lead but before he leaves you know they're both like you know do I look okay whatever she asks, and his response is to lean in bend down and rip off a string of her skirt with his mouth and then Annie gives him her number <laughs> and I so that is what happened in their first encounter of the season thoughts um the going in I was like what is happening and that's where the show like I'm like yeah like there's been many moments where I'm like yeah I was like wait what like it's, like, it's almost nonsensical but in a good way but yeah, I'm like what, exactly. what is the reason for this action like why is this character doing this like especially I, when you like see kind of his reaction to other stuff I'm like well, yeah how did you like with your mouth like go for her thigh in the first and, and I would say for me, my view on certain things is like, things can be absurd, right? Like, duh, they should be. But if that's not what the show and the world is about, then it almost feels out of place, which this kind of did. Like, it's a very absurd thing to do. And it would make sense if the show was had like a lot of absurdity or if it was a satire, right? But mm -hmm. it's not. And so I will say, I feel like if him going in or if him doing that action was to then have Annie give him her phone number, then that was like successful in that. Right. I wouldn't think of that as flirting. I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> because I tell you, my hand would have swatted his head. So right. Because like, I would have thought yeah. he was going under the skirt. Like, I, like what that's that's what I thought was about to happen. We're yeah. in a public park. Are you trying to eat my box in this park? Like, <laughs> like what is um, but yeah, well, okay. So I don't necessarily, I agree. I don't necessarily think that moment was the flirting. But oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. But when you say like kind of their whole little, just like on the bench. Yes, or... yes. I, I, what I will, what I will say, I do like this show because I can see bits and pieces of myself in Annie, right? And I think <laughs> yes, one of my, <laughs> for me, I would take that as, oh, this person is interested because they're choosing to spend this time with me. Exactly. And I think, for me, the moment, so again, that's why this this show is all about mixed messages or this episode is all about mixed messages because in kind of the same one 60 seconds, he says, he does say that he thinks he wants to be single, right? But right. he's but he's the one that brought up like, oh, are you still with, or like brought up the boyfriend uh -huh. and that whole conversation. I'm like, if we're truly just being friends, this really doesn't have to be the first, like this isn't going to be the first thing that you bring up. Like, oh, like, your boyfriend blah, blah 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 yes you could not like him but you don't know me like that so if you're truly just trying to be my friend like then you need to warm up to me first before you start judging right. the men that I date but it seemed in my experience when people start you know trying to kind of broach the you single I'm single it's because you want to know if someone's fucking single so you can know right. if you have an end and he did say that he was dating and so I'm just like if you don't I sometimes I'm like okay men do just they're just fucking nosy also like I definitely am dealing with someone who's just like nosy oh uh-huh so nosy yeah and like you just you just I, and I to me and maybe it's my like alpha femaleness I'm like I just feel like you want to like own and possess all the information about me and I don't like that like I don't like right. that like what is the point in you knowing this or what is the point in you asking this because it's not gonna like lead to you doing anything right it's just gonna be like you know this fact right then why what like we're not even close like that anyway so so yes i i thought him going moving the conversation in that direction that was the part the point where i was like oh, okay he must be into her right right and, like, and i think there's those like little things right of enjoying time uh there's those little signs that you can see he's interested in her but obviously the spoiler warning is he's not right so he's fascinated <laughs> by her and i think fascinated might be a better might be yeah better and i think just like intrigued by her right and i will say i think the biggest lesson like i've had to learn is like just because not every person who i interact with who is the gender i'm attracted to just because they interact with me does not mean that they like me and i feel like we no! see that <laughs> And I feel like we see that a lot. Now, is there mix on? Because I will say, and I know we're going to get to to the ex, the explosive episode four. So I'll stop here and save my thoughts for that. Okay. So, okay. We'll just go ahead and go on to the second encounter. So second encounter, I think whatever episode opens with Nick and yeah, Satan Louise. 
cuties, you can't see Louise is shaking their head in just disgust. <laughs> no, I'm just um, but anyway, so Nick and Annie are on a breakfast date question yeah. mark hangout. Like, I don't really know how to categorize it. They're they're at a diner eating breakfast. And so Nick is complimenting her work because she just put out this article kind of bashing um, this fat shaming doctor that she had went to. And so then uh, then says, this is why. Oh, yes. OK. And then he was like, this is why I have to keep taking you out to breakfast. And so, they, you know, he he ha ha, whatever. Then Annie, you know, reaches for her wallet, tries to pay. And then he's like, no, I got this. Don't worry. Hashtag daddy moves. Not to be confused with hashtag dad moves, which is like Will Smith dancing. <laughs> Daddy moves is when they're pulling out that credit card. Okay. So that's what happens. And then this is the kicker for me. Right. While she's getting up to leave. He's like, when am I, am I going to see, when am I going to see you again? Am I going to see you again this week? And then Annie's little ass is just walking out smiling. Happy, happy. Like, and I will say I have been Annie before in a similar situation. Right. I think like absolutely. a lot of people, like a lot of people have. And I think my, critique of Annie throughout this is in some ways like critiquing myself right of Mm -hmm. how I should have known better and basically I'm trying to infuse into this moment with Annie with the lessons that I have learned you know six seven years into the game Um, well perfect because that was literally what I was gonna say or what I was gonna ask you like what should Annie be thinking about Nick at Mm -hmm. this point like after this interaction or putting yourself in her shoes like what would you be thinking oh he's into me breakfast especially (laughs) bitch like I have shit to do like what (laughs) before work I said of all the motherfucking meals you got breakfast you got brunch you got dinner you got lunch you got dinner and late night fourth meal and we went to breakfast yeah but you like me and I really like you because I got up early or the flip side, does that mean that he doesn't like her because it's breakfast? And so it's oh, not really shit. a date, me- a daily meal, right? Like, couldn't we argue oh. the opposite? Mm. Like, breakfast would be mm. what I get with friends, right? Like, I mean, oh, you and shit. I, we have meals together all the time. But like, sure. breakfast I- is a is a non daily meal. And you know what? You know what? That might be, there might be a decent amount of truth to that. Because I'm like, okay. When people think of like, you know, a traditional kind of first date or date or whatever, it's like dinner time, nighttime, evening. And whenever right. people are like, I don't want to do something um, as serious or as whatever, they bump it up to lunch or maybe a coffee, right? right? And that's earlier in the day. And so I'm like, fuck, if you don't want to go to lunch with me and you just want to go to breakfast with me. <laughs> You've been demoted. The, it's like oh, what breakfast breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but it's the least important meal in dating and relationships. That's also a quote that we will feature. Sound like, bite, sound look bite. at this wisdom. Look at this wisdom. Yeah, like, yes, yeah because I will first. say like breakfast is definitely again, you asked me to place myself in her in Annie's shoes. Definitely, right? Because I think then the other part, the non-logical part of me would be like, oh, you don't, this is uncommon, right? Like, you're spending time with me, like, and I will say Nick is, um, I really thought they were going to end up together. I was like, this can be so cute because I was really thinking about Nick being the initiator, right? Nick almost being overbearing to hang out with her, and it's like, chill, dude. Like, we're not, like, I think especially not knowing how it ends I'm like why were you so focused on thank you everything thank you. right so okay so the fourth encounter is also comical but like it is set in this drunken haze and it's this very like funny night that they have they go out the girls go out and do all the things but anyway so at this point it's like the end of the night they're lit and so Annie sets the thirst trap and Nick falls for that I mean that's literally what happens. <laughs> and I was like bitch work like I'm not mad at it so you know cuties for those who don't know a thirst trap is basically where you uh post a picture to the world wide web on your preference your app of preference and it's basically a pic where you know you look good and you're the point of the pick is for certain people to see it. Like you want certain people to see it, but you're not tagging anybody. You're not like right. calling anybody out. You just want, you post it and you hope that the people you want to see it, see it. And that's basically what happened. The person she wanted to see it, Nick saw it and immediately mm-hmm. like, and this immediately text her with the screenshot of the photo with heart emojis and then invites her over to his place. And it is after 1 a.m. So, so there's that. And so then yes. Annie's drunk ass like comes in, stumbling, is fucking falls off the floor. I was like, oh, she is messy. Um, and she and she, but when she gets back up, there's this very brief moment. I don't know if you caught it, where she tries to get physically flirty, and he's very like, 
okay. Oh, I Please did not catch that. Stop. Yes, I am. Bitch, when I tell you like stuff like that, like, because I'm so self-conscious of that, like for me as a human, I'm yeah. like, okay, oh, I guess he didn't like, okay, I guess he doesn't like me. And so like, it, it was, it was a very, very quick moment. Um, And he like, looks uncomfortable whatever anyway so he he gestures moves her over to the couch so she can go to sleep or well so she can sit down she falls asleep and then he left a note which i was like duh. the note was like you fell asleep so i went to bed well fucking duh you're in your house like what else did i think you would like right if i call your name you probably will hear me right now but anyway um so she leaves which not would not have been the move that i made but she leaves and then he texts her to ask her you know where she's at and if they can have dinner that week so once again this bitch is left smiling in her bed she makes it back home and she's like okay because he's like you know you know where'd you go like are we still meeting up like basically he is unfazed or like not insulted or offended by the fact that she stumbled into his house wicked drunk fell asleep and nothing happened like he's still like open to her so louise thoughts one, um, Nick clearly doesn't know how to use technology because, like, let's say the photo was on Instagram. Why screenshot it and then text me about it? Just like slide into my DMs about yes! it. Like, you don't gotta text me, but anyway. Sure. Yes. Also, was it heart emojis or was it um I heart emojis? And the reason I asked. Oh. I heart it was I heart emojis. Okay, the reason I ask is because I was like, oh, that's a very depending on the way you look at it, that's very much like, ooh, hot mama. Yes. But that's also a thing that you do with friends too. And I think that's like the nuance of emoji speak, right? It's like, again, and I talked about this in different episodes. Like, I think you can have a, you can have similar intimacies between friends as you do with like romantic and sexual partners. But I think what's missing in this context or what's important is this context is the added layer of like dating and relationships because Mm -hmm. you clearly can tell for me that Annie is like looking to date um and again Nick said that he wasn't looking to date but you know Annie is so like you're doing all these things that very much signal that you want to spend time but in terms of late night booty call hours yes and I know and I know we'll talk about that oh god no, I was just going to say, because the question I have here, cues for Louise, is like, basically, what is your stance on booty call hour invites? So yeah. I, and then what do you, what, how do you define, like, what are your, the parameters for booty call hours for you? To me, um, so I think it depends. I think if you get a text after, like, I've only had, a, I think, a couple of times, but I would say, like, if you are, if you have a first initial text for 10 a.m., like, say, I'm sorry, 10 p.m., booty call <laughs> hour is 10 a.m., I right. would say 10 to 11 p.m. is, like, that sweet spot of, like, if that's your first initial message to someone oh, of the I day see, see. or, okay. like, a dating hookup app, that's definitely a booty call hours. Okay. Now, if you set, if you are talking early in the morning and you, I think basically any, any time where you're meeting up after 10 a.m. Sorry, I keep saying a.m. <laughs> you yes, know, I just like to get my booty calls All out of the way. day, every day. <laughs> I just want to get them out of the way. No, I think if you're meeting up, let's just stick to the facts. I think if you're meeting up after 10 p.m. in an intimate one-on-one setting, there's mm-hmm. only so many places you can go. Because you could agree to meet up with someone at the club. But mm-hmm. I think... I think if you're coming over, right? Like mm-hmm. this is, I think where Netflix and chill came up, right? Like I think if mm-hmm. you're coming over in an intimate one-on-one setting to hang out, I think that is on the table. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I would never be like, hey, well, maybe. But I don't think so. Like in the time that we lived in the same town, I don't think either one of us was ever like, it's 11 p.m. Want to come watch a movie? Like, bitch, yeah. if you don't wait until the morning, like literally- it is 1 a.m. She set the thirst trap. You fell for it with all of your fucking emojis that may be friendly or um, platonic or what have you. But then you, and like, it would be one thing if he would have just texted her, but then you were like, want to come over and do what? And do what? Like, right. literally, if her response would have been, and do what? He probably wouldn't have responded because then, like, oh shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, no, I, I can't, I cannot imagine that you would want to do anything else with someone who you seem to be, who you've expressed interest in, even if it is just, you know, a platonically, um, and seem to kind of be attracted to, like, there's nothing else to do at that hour. And that's why when she came over, granted, she was drunk off her ass, literally. Um, I was like, oh, he doesn't seem as into this. And, but, but then 
kind of I had to think I was like full kind of the full circle here maybe he was like oh honey you're drunk which means that you can't get me consent and I'm not trying to get caught up on no charges and I was like you know to that fair because it's not like they were strangers she somehow made her way over there and clearly was you know interested in hanging out and so I feel like there could have been maybe more affection or something if he truly was into her. I just, I was off put by kind of. Yeah. And and then when you go back, right. And describe it in that way of like, besides like him and sorry, besides him inviting her to spend time with him, there was really nothing major to indicate any kind of interest mm-hmm. beyond just mm-hmm. the exactly. ever dreadful hanging out. At this point in life, I really do try to use the word date. If those are my intentions, like I want to use the word date. And I will say the only kind of deviation of that will maybe be like um, going out, not hanging. Like I I just don't. You don't use the word hanging out. Yeah. I might say like, oh, like, you know, maybe we can go out on such and such. And to me, like that's a shorthand of going out on a date. And so when he said at breakfast, like, you know, I got to keep taking you out. To bre- like that to me, right? Right. Like, because the word out, right? The word out is just very different. Because in the context of a friend, you would say, you know, we we, we have to keep getting breakfast, right? Or we have, to, like, I don't think yes, you use the word yes, out when you talk yes, to friends, unless yes. you're talking specifically, which is what in this fourth encounter happened, a girl's night out, right? Like, sure. we have to go out as friends or like, let's go out on the night. Like, you just know the context yeah. Yeah. of the word out. Oh, what I will say really quickly before I forget is I actually love that you've structured it in these in types of encounters because it's helpful to see how it just mm-hmm. progressively got to mm-hmm. the ultimate climax that we see in the fifth encounter. Yes. Um, but it's all very real. Like, I feel like the writers yes. got around the room and it was like, how do we do a four episode arc on these two characters? And these are all very real situations that happen all the time. I have to imagine the room was possibly filled with people who are just like, here, well, this is the part that happened to me. Like, right. this is the part that happened to Someone me pull up the old Tinder messages. <laughs> they were doing Tales of a Tinderoni in that writer's room and came up with this, this story arc here. But yes, so yes, as we have been, you know, getting y'all towards is this fifth and final encounter. Yes, so spoiler, spoiler, we've already said spoiler since the final encounter they have. Um, and so let's see. So the last encounter, you know, she he was texting like, cool, like, you know, when are we hanging out? We're having dinner. So they're still like good, whatever. So she, after she does this interview, this very interesting interview for work, she invites Nick over. She cooks. I think at one point, Fran called it her sex lasagna, which I was like, of all oh, the foods, iconic. Of all the foods to have before the sex. I don't know about that, but okay, fine. So Nick comes over for dinner and they're joking about, you know, like, they're just always like joking. She's like retelling the story of the interview and they're eating this racist pie. I don't know why that bitch took the pie, but okay. Um, and so she jokes, like makes a very explicitly sexual joke, which they do about like him coming, something about him like coming inside of her and she just got pregnant with triplets because blah, 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 blah. And he is clearly uncomfortable. He was like, oh, like you just made that nasty. And so for uh, me, I was like, that's ooh, moment I did number not two. pay any attention this, on his reaction. Like, I tell you, you're good. Because yes. I'm always like, is he like, give me a fucking sign, Lord Jesus, give me a sign. <laughs> is this man into me or not? Like I don't, and it could, and and I think the reason why that could be missed, right, is because like, oh, well, we're still just getting to know each other. It could just right. be, you know, but I, but I read that as like, that coupled with that moment when she was at his place, it feels to me when it comes to sexual stuff, you are not interested. Like that is right. like, that's the kind of the data that I was compiling there. Um, but anyway, so they finished dinner, they finished the racist pie. And later, <laughs> later, Annie shoots her shot. And I, I mean, so much like you were kind of impressed with her being able to end the date with Will, I was impressed with her ability to just express her feelings. And I'm like, I yeah. I can't think honestly of a time where I've been in this situation and done it successfully. You could argue that this was not done successfully, but I think her, her doing the part that she was supposed to do and being vulnerable was successful. And so she says, you know, she stumbles around. So I'm just summarizing. She basically says like, I would like to be with you if you wanted to try being with me or whatever. And she's just kind of like more words, more filler words. So that's, that's the essence of what she said. And his, his immediate response is like, 
that's very flattering and like I mean, for a moment like, did you think he was gonna say yes i did i did okay i did because i was like maybe yeah. i'm misreading these couple of months right. where it doesn't seem and i'm like he's been even though i've you right know, when you the, lay it out that way right the fact out, sheet the rap sheet like it's most it's more good than like not it's more like into her interested right. wanting to be around her than not but to your point i really do think the word fascinated is appropriate i think he's just fascinated in her as like a human um but yeah he was like uh very flattering but i don't see you that way you're my but you're my favorite person i met a long time now that shit i felt that in my spirit i thank you you and 10 you and you and everyone i meet i'm their favorite person that doesn't make right. me special so you are not that's not special. supposed to make me feel good oh yeah i have a i had a very visceral response i'm that. not interested in you but know that somehow you're my most favorite because person. that let me let me stop here for a moment skirt, yeah. skirt skirt i feel like that keeps you on the dock or what is it what's i feel like it keeps yes. you on the roster yes right? it does but without the commitment Especially if Bullshit. you know that I'm interested in you in romantic ways. Bullshit. What am I supposed to say after that? I'm interested in you. You're my favorite person. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we can keep hanging out. No, because it just keeps it, me. Yep. It's, I don't yep. know if we've talked about this before, mm. but it's like emotionally dating someone, I think, is very much a real thing. I don't think we've talked a full Absolutely. episode about this, but it's yeah, almost no. like emotionally dating someone because you're their favorite person like you do all of these things that come with being in a relationship and you know that I'm interested in you like right I'm not saying you can't I'm not saying those things are inherently or intrinsically romantic or sexual or sure relationshipy but like when you know coupled I'm interested in with. you coupled with my interest in you those things now get elevated in that way for me for you they might not but you know it takes you to tank it's my- nice to feel it's flattering it, it, yeah. it is flattering in the words of nick but it's like come on now you know if you're not interested like you like you just know and so anyway so uh yes and then of course just like me and louise had that reaction annie get she's like okay nah no 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 so annie's like you know what the fuck is wrong with you like she was like you do have to admit that you put out a vibe and then mm-hmm. she starts going like, you know, we text all day. You send me heart emojis, this, that. You always want to hang out. And then his bitch ass was like, well, I send text emojis to everyone, even my mom. To which Annie's like, oh, then your mom must think that you want to fuck her too. And so um, Annie says, I wish you would just be honest that you were a part of this too. Yeah. And then Nick says this line that Louise referenced earlier that hit me like a dagger. And Nick says, I think it's possible that you've infused a lot of meaning into everything we've done. To which Annie responds, get the fuck out. Thoughts, lines, reactions. Is this one of your gaspy moments? Did you have a Oh, definitely. Like, I mean, I think I gasped in the whole, like, it's very flattering, Marin, see you that way, you're my favorite person gasped at that i think it's possible i will say you can look at the line i think it's possible you've infused a lot of meaning into what we've done it's a little gaslighty because it takes responsibility Mm. off of him and puts it on her right right. like yeah you know it 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 removes him from the equation and she was trying to elevate say that he was also part of this too and he just wouldn't admit to that and so i think that is it yeah, I think it's a little bit of a gaslighty statement to say, well, and she he's probably right. And I would say he is right. But in yeah. that moment, like, you know, it's well, and that's what she was like. I don't need to hear this. Like, right, right. Sir, you could have stopped at I don't see you literally could have stopped at I don't see you that way. You didn't have to keep going on, especially to your point, Louise, if you're not going to admit the role you had in this, because I think that that hit me that hit home because. I feel like when I'm in situations or, or whatever with men and all I want them to understand is that like, essentially like I'm not fucking crazy. Like I didn't make this up and not even like yeah. in this specific context, but it'll be like something completely like random, or whatever. But I'm like, not like you get that. This is how I got here. Like, this is like, we had this conversation or we did this and this is what got me here. Like, I need, like, it's like almost like I'm begging, like, I need you to understand. Like, we have to be on the same page because there's yeah. one reality of what happened, but we're so completely on different pages about how we got here or whatever. And so I, 
Yeah. And and I would say I in some ways I think a little I disagree with you a little bit because I don't mm-hmm. think there's one reality. I think there's like sure. three truths. But sure. I, what I will say is I think what you're speaking about, which is what Annie wanted, is like you I want you to understand you may disagree but I want you to understand and in understanding means acknowledging your role in this and how I feel right not diminishing it you might not agree and you might not like it but if you don't understand like you know because everyone's living in their own world and dealing with their own shit and perception is reality and everyone carries around their own perception but and my reality is the reality that I was referring to (laughs) yes 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 I I know um but I, and I think Annie in this way too is like, and, and you said a word and, and I, and I've seen this like with you too, is, is you, you, you understandably just want to be understood. And I don't want to use the word desperately because it makes it seem like, sure. I think devalues like, the, the need to feel understood, but it's like, the, this is what I need from you in this moment is to be understood or sorry. Mm-hmm. The, this is what I need from you in this moment is to understand me and where I'm coming from. And also yes. hear me out because it doesn't sound like you're hearing me out, right? Like exactly, nothing which is in, why nothing I keep in, repeating myself. <laughs> nothing in his responses to her indicates that he's really hearing her. It's, exactly. It's um, moving him away from assuming any kind of responsibility. Right. In like, the tango oh, dance. Okay. You're mad. Like, right. you must have read into this. Clearly... I think the nick of the situation, like in any situation like this, is like, well, but to me, this uh-huh. was never misunderstood as a flirtation. To me, we were both just being friends. And that, like, what is it? Like, and that's why I think we need to, I don't know, go back to the table on the social contract that is dating, like, and the social mm. construct altogether. Because I'm like, but bitch, how do you think? You basically bending down on one knee in public in a park in our first meeting and putting your mouth on my clothes and possibly on my cooch because I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Well, and she said, I felt his breath, right? Like, Like, sir, that's invasion of space. Like, that's such an invasion. Like, like, in these times, you can't just be putting your mouth on someone's thigh or near someone's thigh like that. And And so I'm like, in what fucking world? do you do that with a new friend that you just like that's such a purse intimate like space to put yourself in and so like and so then of course that's why you know Annie gets frustrated understandably so like like you've been doing shit like why like why have you been doing shit and you mentioned earlier she was like with the whole 1am like why did you come over like why did you invite me over what did you think that what did you think was going to happen? And the part that pissed me off in his response, but I was like, I'm just tired of typing all this stuff. The part that pissed me off was when he was like, because he kept saying, I don't know. And then he ended it with like, do I have to know? Do I have to have a reason for inviting you over? What? what? See, like, and that's, that's I, I will say they, they write, this moment was beautifully written because I'm kind of rooting for both of them and angry at both of them, right? <laughs> like. Yeah. It's in some, and I think that's good at writing. So shout out to the person who like wrote this scene. Yeah. Because that's angering to hear. Like, yes, you should have a reason, right? Because even if your reason, which would be a lie, as I always say, like, is just to hang out. No, it's, you have to know the context that we're dating, right? It's like the 21st century. We're in the Pacific Northwest where everyone is wearing (laughs) leather jackets. Like, you have to know (laughs) that 1 a.m. booty calls and plaid, you know. Yes. Very indicative of the Pacific Northwest. Um, <laughs> you have to know that, like, this is what this means. So, like, you have to. Yes, know. you have to have a reason. Because um, you which, did fucking have a reason. Because not only it, not only did you invite me over at one a.m. It wasn't like, oh, I'm up. I, let's see if Amy's up. You literally saw my thirst trap, fell for it, texted me, loved yeah. it, and then invited me over. So, like, that whole little path to get me to your house was less than platonic you know what I mean right like oh ugh. but I, I I think I also think part of the reason why Nick's line of like you possibly infuse too much meaning into everything that we did was hit me because it it hit me because I, I I too am a person who is gonna may, maybe not as much now because I mean, let me tell you, like with everything, practice makes perfect, right? And like, I just don't fall for nearly as much shit as I used to. But certainly when I first started dating, yeah. like, oh, well, he texts me here. He texts me. Oh, he said good morning. He said he did that. He did that. But it's like bare it's minimum. So, the, first of all, it's the bare motherfucking minimum. Second of all, it's not actually leading into anything. But you but like 
like you said, like kind of like they're dangling the carrot and they're kind of thinking, yeah. making you think like, oh, maybe this could lead to something, but it never really does. Or maybe it leads to like getting in your pants and then all that shit goes out the window. Um, and so, so to, like you said, like, I'm like, I'm fucking pissed more. I'm personally more pissed at Nick. However, however, I'm like, perhaps he made a valid point there. Cause like, okay, fine. That's, this is the way that Annie saw it. This is the way that he saw it, whatever. So let's cool off. Let's take a deep breath. Uh, Cause that, you know, that was just an intense scene for all of us, for you, for me, for Annie. <laughs> like, it's just a lot. <laughs> um, but so my final question for you, Louise, is, is Annie the victim of mixed messages or did she miss messages from Nick? You see that is there? You're so clever. <laughs> Listen. Yes, is, is she the is she the victim of mixed M I X E D messages or does she M I S S messages? I think she, I think both. Um, I don't think it's clear cookie cutter. I mm-hmm. think both because the buildup makes sense, right? Like the buildup, mm-hmm. all the things that were happening, the breakfast, the coming over at 1 a.m., the thirst trap, like it didn't have to escalate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and But it did. So I think th- that escalation had messages that were given to Annie, received by Annie, and she interpreted those in a way. And clearly mm-hmm. she misinterpreted those according to Nick. According to Nick. And I think you were so good at pointing out those little things that I know I missed where you could tell that Nick was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think she missed messages from Nick. And I think she she did miss those messages. I would have gone down a very similar path as Annie. And I yeah. the only thing I do wonder, because I'm like, definitely Chatrice in her 20s. Chatrice as a 30-year-old. I'm a little, I'm I'm definitely more cautious of a dater. Like I'm a more emotionally cautious dater, which I'm pretty sure Brene Brown does not Ooh, want yes. me to be. But like you have to fucking protect yourself. And mm-hmm. we can have a whole separate episode about oh how my that God. plays out. Give, I, give me a give me about six months of therapy and then I'll be ready to discuss it. Cause that's a that's a a, a being emotionally guarded while dating, or in my case, in a relationship is very real. So I definitely think Chatrice in her 20s would have been very much like Annie. And I and I I really don't know how Shatrice in her 30s would be because I've only been 30. I've only been 30 for 11 months and three days and ah, which is a whole other thing but um I haven't really 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 been dating I guess kind of this mm-hmm. year so we'll we'll just see. <laughs> Stay tuned cuties I don't know um but any final kind of any tips Louise for the Annie's or the and, Knicks out there yeah. the folks who are giving and receiving the mixed messages. I think the two tips that I have is one that was actually given on the show and one from uh, the vaults of Luis's dating life. One is, I don't know if you caught M's advice to Annie early on about Nick, where she was like, oh, sorry, where they were like, you know, mm-hmm. keep Nick mm-hmm. in the, the slow simmer pot, but honey, yep. delve into all these other pots. <laughs> and yes. I think that's great, right? Not putting all your eggs in one basket. So I think that's Absolutely. my advice to Annie. I think my second piece of advice from Annie, for, sorry, for Annie is from the Luis fault express your interest in the person after the first date. Like I did it. Um, I think I shared this story briefly on the pod before maybe season one. Like I did it um, for someone I went on a date with and I was like, Hey, I kind of did my Annie moment. I was like, I shot my, I shoot, shot my shot, shot my shot. shot. (laughs) I shot my shot. And I was like, Hey, I'm interested in you. Like, would love we met up at a very casual for like a very casual dinner right like of a uh, let's just we are colleagues trying to get to know each other but as i've said uh, before that was like you know yes interested, yes but i also like want to work with you was the sun still kind of out so that yes way. yes it was like 7 p.m or something when we left but i remember texting <laughs> that night and i was like hey the, like i'm really interested in you i love to take you on a date and the person was like no and i was like oh that, like good for you and yes yeah. i do remember that story and i'm like yeah like I just that you got you got you got to <laughs> you, got, you got, got but but also like you know and I, I just think get you're so nervous. well and but I think you forget your own power when you say like you don't have time right like we don't have time mm-hmm. to talk for months on end we don't have time to figure yeah. this out slow yeah. simmer is really nice like don't get me wrong um like I'm not saying you have to make it official after like a month. Like it's sure. a, you know, it whatever works for you. But I think what I appreciate about 
M and Fran, right? Fran, M and Fran is, and even Nick to some extent, they both were very action oriented to show their interest, right? And so I think it's okay to risk it for the biscuit when (laughs) you are, when you have evidence of this person is interested in me, right? They are, you know, uh, there we're spending a lot, a lot of time with each with each other. We're making jollof rice together. We're doing all <laughs> these things. Yes. But I mean, I will say, I, I think in some ways, I did take up a bit of an Annie approach when I was like working. Sorry, when I was working, when I w- got to you know got to my city and was like met my partner. I was like, I, I didn't drop everyone. Just when we met, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is this is the slow simmer. And then there's other things that happen. And then you know, sorry, there's other people also yes. who are part of it and everyone, you know, those other two fall off the table or what have you. And mm-hmm. then this person went out because it was very clear that we were both committed to each other. We were both showing interest, even though we didn't confirm anything until, I don't know, five months later, right? Like we sure. didn't make it official until five months later. I, so you see, know, then was there ever a moment in the first five months where you were, where anyone explicitly stayed at their interest? No. Um, but for some reason, I didn't need it. I don't know why I didn't need it. Because both of y'all were interested. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Maybe that. Like maybe truly that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe truly that. I was like, I was like, you know, where we are both interested in each other. I mean, I was a high ball of anxiety for like sure. literally, you know, months. I think my advice for the Knicks out there Truly is Get a new playbook <laughs> for the Knicks out there. Even though you might be just a generally charming person, I would like to think of myself generally as a charming person. So I'm not always flirting with you. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm truly just being myself. And if that's mistaken for um, flirting, then it is. But I have to take responsibility for that. Like even even right. in that, like even knowing that I'm a charming person and sometimes, you know, because you do like turn on the charm, like, you know, cuties, those of you who know Chatrice in real life, like you are very charming. But I think, as I've said before, I know the charming Chatrice and then I know the Chatrice who turns on the charm for someone she's into. There's a difference. Like, like a little I, more shoulder know, is exposed, a little, <laughs> a little lip action. <laughs> Because Chatrice just won't put on a lip for everyone. Let me tell you, cuties. Bitch, I don't have on a lip right now. Not that I don't think Louise is worth it, but honey, I am sweaty. I just got my car out of the shop. It's a, that, anyway, but yes, you're absolutely right. Like there, there for for me, and I guess, you know, for Louise who knows me, there, there is like a subtle or a subtle enough difference or ob- maybe obvious enough difference between regular charming and flirty charming for me. But yeah. I could totally understand how maybe a person who does not know me maybe would think that the former is flirty, flirty, charming. And so I just think you have to be mindful of the energy that you put out because people yes. don't match that energy, right? Yes. I think that's the perfect place to wrap so we can go shower, not with each other, and go to bed. But courting cuties, as always, actually, be sure to keep it cute and charming and court with confidence and consent. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Hey, courting cuties. Thanks for listening to another episode of Courting in Color. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Court in Color. That's C-O-U-R-T-N-C-O-L-O-R. Or head on over to our website at courtingincolor.com. That's courtingincolor.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Court dismissed. Bye. Bye.